Hello, hello, and what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast, where we talk about living a life of freedom and expansion in Christ Jesus and rest. And today's episode, we will be talking about the topic, false prophecies and false prophets. Um, I've been sitting with the Lord and he has uh, wanted me to come on here and to talk about false prophecies and false prophets um, and the spirit of seduction that has been running rampant through the media and through YouTube. So today's um, topic is going to be on false prophecies and he's taking me to the book of Ezekiel chapter 13. In the book of Ezekiel, now let me just say this before I get into it. We have to know and be able to discern the will of God, the word of God, and God himself when it comes to um, discerning words, prophetic words, and discerning words of um, that people, you know, are saying that God is telling them to say, God is telling them to get on, you know, and speak this and say this. But you have to know that the Bible talks about Satan masquerading himself, himself as an angel of light in Corinthians, okay? I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And it talks about how the enemy disguises himself as an angel of light. So today we're going to get into, we're not going to be long, uh, but we're just going to get into a few um, scriptures about knowing when it's God, when it's not God, and... Um, being able to discern the voice of God um, because there is a anti-God, anti-Jesus movement that is going on where people are preaching in the name of God, but against God. And I'll explain further. So we'll go, um, we'll start with, um, let's see, first, and I'll be looking over here at my notes. So uh, the book of Ezekiel where it talks about, and, and you have to excuse the noise because this just started. Now I've been sitting in silence for the last two hours, ain't heard a peep, a noise or anything. Now all of a sudden I hear the landscaper. So I do apologize for the noise, but I'm going to go on anyway. Um, so um, we're going to be talking about Ezekiel 13. So that's where I'll be coming from in the scriptures that God has given me. And we're going to start with uh, what does the Bible say about false prophets? And it's very important that in order to recognize or know or counterfeit, guys, you have to know the truth first. So unless you know the truth, you'll be, you will not be able to recognize a counterfeit. So in order to know truth and know God's word and know when someone is before you speaking, thus said the Lord, you have to know that. truth in order to know that's just like a two dollar bill right we know two dollar bills exist but if you didn't know a two dollar bill exists if somebody put it before you you wouldn't know if it was real or if it was fake so it's kind of like that in order to know these things you have to be walking talking with god and you know that outside of the word of god it's not god okay so it has to line up with his word god would never separate himself from his word but what happens when you have people that know the word, but 
still the motivation behind or the spirit behind who's saying it is still not of God. So we'll talk about a few things won't be before you long again. Um, but we will be talking about false prophecies and false prophets in the spirit of seduction that is trying to seduce God's people in this hour. So we have to be very careful and very vigilant because the enemy, uh, you know, he's roaring and he's coming around people seeking who, whom he may devour and who he can deceive in this hour because God is releasing so many different things and he's trying to veer people off on the wrong path with the wrong words. Um, so uh, a prophetic word when not spoken in, not even in, in season or if it's spoken um, prematurely or if it's spoken, um, to, if the word doesn't apply to you, it can truly, truly, and if it's not God, take you off of the path, right path and put you on the wrong path. And now God is wanting to actually come on here and have me talk to you guys about knowing how to hear his voice and knowing the false seductive spirits that are coming forth in this hour and that are speaking what thus said the Lord and God ain't saying nothing. Or he's saying something, but he's not saying what they're saying. You know, so here's what the word says. So if you go to the book of Ezekiel uh, uh, 13, chapter 13, it talks about woe to the foolish prophets, okay? And chapter 13, verse one says, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy and say to those who prophesy out of their own heart, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, you prophets are like foxes in the desert. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall, to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. They have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, Thus says the Lord, but the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope that the word may be confirmed. Have you not seen a future vision and have you not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. So God wants you to know that false prophetic words and false prophecy is directly tied with witchcraft and divination and seduction. That's another form of witchcraft. So in this hour, God is saying that People are coming out. They're saying, thus said the Lord. They're saying, God told me this. The Holy Spirit said this, or God has said this. But God has not spoken through these people. So if you look at Ezekiel 13, God then began to tell Ezekiel to prophesy against the people, against the false prophets who claim that they have heard from God, but have not heard from God. So one of the clear signs that God has not spoken through someone is one is motivation. Now, sometimes it gets tricky because when you're listening to someone on YouTube or you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to uh, just people talking, you truly have to be able to discern because these are people that you've never met. You don't know what kind of fruit because that's one of the ways you can tell from the fruit of the spirit. But if you don't know a person, and if all you hear is their voice and their words, you're going to have to be able to discern good from evil based on what you're hearing or looking at the person on the screen, if it's video, what you're seeing. 
And unless you know God and unless you're walking with God and unless you're confident in your walk and unless you have the Holy Spirit bear witness with you that that person in front of you is actually speaking of God, the, it's going to be very hard to detect the, the enemy that masquerades as an angel of light, okay? Because he will masquerade and he will pretend to be, thus said the Lord, to take you off the path that God has you on. So this is a prophetic word and a warning of an instruction that God has put me on here to actually warn the people and to also prophesy against the false prophets who have been prophesying, thus said the Lord, and God ain't said nothing because they're speaking from their own abilities. Now, what would make a person get on um, and speak what thus said the Lord when God has not said, any, said anything to them? Well, one, I'm going to talk about, he said, trend, trend hacking. So when people see that there's a lot of uh, uh, views or people that's that's interested in prophetic words or what God is saying, um, then the counterfeits start to come out so that they can lead people off of the right path, right? So you got a lot of people that are trend hacking, meaning God has given someone else a word. And what they'll do is they'll jump on the bandwagon and they'll start speaking that same word, but they're not speaking it out of motivation from the throne of God. They're speaking it out of motivation to get views and to drive fear or to get money, okay? So you have to know, and this is an hour that we do have to know how to hear God and hear correctly or listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes when I watch some YouTube channels, and I think God has me watching a lot of different channels, and sometimes when I watch the channels, I'm, I'm watching them, but I would get a drawback in my spirit when the person is talking. Now, we do have to be careful as people that when we get that drawback, we're not getting that drawback because we're being convicted. But there's a difference in conviction. So when sometimes when I'm watching a video and I'm getting that drawback like, mm, can't get no green light on it, can't get no green light on it. And I watch it, you know, and I watch the person and then I, some, some, and some I just go to the next channel. I don't even stay on it. But some I will listen, 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 listen. But for some reason, I just cannot move past the person or move past the words that the person is speaking. And then some channels I would land on. And when I land on those channels, immediately my spirit would bear witness with it. Immediately I would know it's God speaking. And that comes by way of knowing the word of God and by knowing the voice of God and how to hear God. Because sometimes people can be saying the right things, but the spirit behind it is motivating, is pushing fear, is pushing views, is pushing money. They're saying the right things. Just like when um, Paul and Silas was walking and the girl, you know, kept saying, you, you guys are apostles of the most high God. You come to preach the word. You come to preach this. And you come. She was saying the right things, but it was, she had a spirit of divination. So you can say the right things, but have the wrong motivation behind it and it not be God. So it's very important that we be careful that when we're listening to people and when we are, uh, the Holy Spirit is unctioning us to say something ain't right about this. And even if you can't get no green light on it, you can't get no um, understanding of, you know, what's going on, you know, at the moment, but you just can't push past it. Just let it go. 
And then I pray and ask God to show you the spirit of that person. I pray, ask God to show if that's him and he wants you to listen, he would let you know either way or he confirm it, you know, in another way to you. But it's very important that we understand this. Now, woe to the foolish prophets is what Ezekiel is saying. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envisioned lies, therefore I am indeed against you, says the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who envision futility and divine lies. They shall not be an assembly of my people, nor be written in the record of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord thy God. Because indeed, because they have seduced my people, see that word seduced, saying peace when there is no peace and one builds a wall and they plaster it with untempered mortar, say to those who plaster it with untempered mortar that it will fall. There will be flooding rain and you, O great hailstones, shall fall and a stormy wind shall tear it down. Surely when the wall was has fallen, it will not be said to you, where is the mortar in which you have plastered it? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will cause a stormy wind to break forth in my fury and there shall be a flooding rain in my anger and great hailstones and fury to consume it. So I will break down the wall and have plastered with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground. So it is a foundation will be uncovered and it will fall and you will be consumed in the midst of it. So here's the thing. God is saying when someone is speaking on his behalf and he has not sent them to speak and they're speaking out of uh, a seduction or they're speaking out of the, the wrong motive or whatever it is. And they speak in prof because they know the prophetic is a very popular thing on YouTube. Prophetic marriages. God told me I saw your husband. Prophet prophetic, um, it's your time. It's your time to be blessed. It's a See, what happens is when you speak peace, when there is no peace, and and it's and God is not saying that to that individual or to that audience that you're speaking to and you're speaking peace. What happens is it calls the people of God to stay in a backslidden state. When the let me say this. The word of God, when God sent prophets in the Bible to prophesy and to speak to the people. Not only is he prophesying good things, because I'm not saying God can't say good things, because it's all about good things, because it's all rooted in love and love is good. So even when you're being chastised by God, it's still good because that's rooted in uh, love to keep your soul from death, hell and destruction. But what I want to say is prophets will always point people when they're prophesying, like he told Jonah, go prophesy to the people of Nineveh. So when God sends out prophets, he sends out prophets to correct. He sends out prophets to have people to repent. He sends out prophets to have people to stand, to, because the prophets stand in the gap. They're standing in the gap between the living and the dead. They're the watchmen on the wall. So God will always prophesy, but God always has a purpose behind the prophetic word. There's not... Um, I've seen some prophetic words where it would say, God showed me this about so-and-so, so-and-so. God showed me this. Okay, so God showed you that about whatever you're saying. What is the end goal? Because God never do anything just to be doing it. He never put people business on display just to embarrass people or just to make people feel shame. Even if it is, he's doing it to warn people not to follow that individual because that person going to lead you to hell 
or, but see how it's all rooted in love still? It's all rooted in love. And sometimes when people are bringing forth false, false prophecies, they bring forth the things that the itching ears want to hear, meaning they're bringing forth nice things, good words, this, you know, good this. But the, but the sad part about it is if it's not coming the right way, it's going to cause somebody to stay in a backslidden state. And it's going to cause that person to miss God. And eventually, because it is a false word, what it end up happening is they'll keep going and keep hoping and keep hoping that that word is for them and keep hoping until finally they, they just don't believe God at all. So when the real word does come forth, they're not even open to hearing God anymore because the false word have come forth and it was never true. So they're waiting on something that ain't going to never happen. So you see how that works? It's kind of like you waiting on something to happen, but because... It's taking too long. And then when the real word does finally come forth, they'll forfeit the blessings of God because they have followed the false word. So you have to be very careful. Um, and not only is it judgment that comes upon a person who brings a false word, you know, from the hand of God, but this is a, a, a very like dangerous game to be playing. Okay. So, the Bible says, you know, in Ezekiel 13, woe to those foolish prophets who prophesied and God has not sent them. So how do you know when God is really speaking? Because Jesus warned us that false Christ and false prophets will come and we will attempt to deceive even God's elect, according to Matthew 24 and 23. And also in 2 Peter 3 and 3, the best way to guard yourself against falsehood and false teachers is to know the truth. To spot a counterfeit, study the real thing. So if you don't know the real thing, then you'll be moved this way, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And you will only sit to, to the, the things that your itching ears will want to hear. And you don't want that. You do not want that. So you have to correctly handle the truth in the word of God. And the only way you're going to know if it's God is if you have set with God. God will never separate himself from his word. His word and him are one and the same. The Bible is the word written. Jesus is the living word, but these words are alive. Anything separated from the word of God is not God. I don't care how eloquently people say it, and I don't care how it sounds, but you have to know the word. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. So ignorance is not even going to be an excuse with God. So you're going to say, well, Lord, I didn't know. I thought... It's your responsibility as a born-again believer to study, to show thyself approved, not to listen to someone else. So therefore, when the, when the word comes forth, you'll know if it's the spirit of truth or the spirit of error. And let me say this, anything that's anti-God is anti-Christ, is not God. So a good example, a good example would be, um, Jesus said, you will know a tree by its fruit, Right. But what happens when you can't see someone's fruit because they're on the video? You can't follow nobody home. You don't really know the whole story or the backdrop behind that person. So a lot of times when I'm looking at videos and I'm looking at videos very carefully, I'm listening for my daddy God. I'm listening for the word of God. I'm listening to how the word is presented. Is it presented to, to get views? Is it, is it driving fear? Is it causing people to go into a panic? Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. So 
three things I'm going to mention here. So let's look at what does the, the teacher say about Jesus? So the person who's speaking or the prophetic uh, voice that you're hearing, because this can be a demonic prophetic voice or it can be a godly prophetic voice. How are they teaching about Jesus? Because everybody, every Jesus that pe people teach is not the Jesus of the Bible. Just because somebody say, Lord, Lord, that's not God. A good example, the word of God said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? So that lets you know that everybody who's saying, Lord, Lord, is not following the Jesus of the Bible. And God specifically says that. So then it says, number one, it says, what does this teacher say about Jesus? Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? Peter answered correctly. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but the Holy Spirit, the God Father in heaven has revealed that to you. So he got it right because he's listening to the right voice, right? But then when someone's talking in front of you, Anybody who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God, right? So is this person preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? Do they preach that Jesus Christ came in the flesh? Or is he just, or do they even mention the Holy Spirit? Because you can say God, but not believe in Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And that's not God. So... Then we go to number two. Does the teacher preach the gospel? The gospel is defined as the good news concerning Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, which is what I just said, according to the scriptures in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. As nice as they sound, the statement, God loves you, God wants us to feed the hungry, God wants us to be wealthy, are not the complete message of the gospel. As Paul warns in Galatians 1 and 7, Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. No one, not even a great preacher, has the right to change the message that God gave us. If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. So the number three is, does the teacher exhibit character qualities to glorify the Lord? Speaking of false teachers in Jude 11, it says, they have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed the prophet into Balaam's era. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. In other words, a false teacher can be known by his pride. Cain's rejection of God's plan, that's pride. Greed is Balaam's who prophesied for money. That's what I was just saying. And rebellion, which is Korah, promotion of himself over Moses. Jesus said to be aware of such people and we would not, and, and that we would know them by their fruits. Okay. So by their fruits in Matthew 7 and 15, it says, be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. So the motivation behind what people do, are they motivating you so that you can keep listening, so they can keep getting good views and so they can keep, um, or is it really a heart changing moment? Is it really a deliverance? Is it really the resurrection power of God by, by the demonstration of the power? Is your life really being changed or, or is it just a feel good sermon? Because how one way you'll know if God really pierced you and God has really touched you is if your life changes.
If there has been no change and when you cut off this recording and you go forward and nothing has changed after the message that you've heard, nothing has shifted your your paradigm, not, nothing has shifted, nothing has made you want God even more, nothing has drawn you closer to God, and you go off doing the same thing you was doing before you cut the video on, then you have to ask yourself, is this a matter of me being disobedient to the word, or is this a matter of somebody just gave me a feel-good message? Because I'm telling you, when God touched your life, when God truly pierced your heart, you change. Change take place. There's no way you can stand in the presence of God or his glory or anything that concerns him and not be changed. It has to be a change in your heart and a change in your life. So it's not enough to just hear the word. You have to be a doer of the word, which is what God says in the book of James, right? So if we go to 1 John and 4, it says, beloved, you know, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are, uh, whether they are of God, because many false prophets, here we go, have gone out into the world. Now this new Testament, first John chapter four, many false prophets have gone out into the world by this, you know, the spirit by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come on the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who know, knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Okay? So, it's all rooted in love. The love of God, the love that people have for other people. Um, it's not just a feel-good sermon. It's not just a feel-good speech. It's all about repentance. When Jesus came, he preached repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. When John the, John the Baptist came, he came preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Prophets go forward to stop sometimes judgments as well from coming to the earth or coming to the people of God. We call to stand in the gap. We call to stand in the gap and speak the oracles of God. We're not called to add anything to it or take anything away from it. It has to be God, all of him, none of us. And the thing about it is, if it's only a feel good sermon and it's, you know, your way of just uh, feeling good for the moment, but nothing has really changed in your life, then you have to ask yourself, is it me being disobedient or is it me really, is this, is, was a power of God really displayed? Or is this just a feel-good sermon? So the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? And this commandment we have for him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. So that's in the person on the end that's receiving the word of God, but there's been no change in their life. However, the anointing destroys the yoke and removes the burden. So if the anointing is present when that prophet is speaking or the weight of the glory of God is present when that person is speaking, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a shift in your life. And not to mention, it's not going to be a feel-good sermon. Most of the times, 
The word is for correction and reproof. When God is speaking to us, God loves to bless his children. He loves to tell us we have blessings on the way. He loves to let us know things are in motion for us. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about God will have you to repent and to come into alignment with what he's doing as his child. So it's not just the gifts of God. The gifts of God comes with correction and reproof. It don't just come with God's going to give me this. God's going to give me that. God's going to give me this. Oh, I'm about to blow up. I'm about to. Yeah, we get blessings, but blessing comes with alignment as well. So you have to align yourself with the word of God as well. Now you might say, well, what if I'm already aligned with God? But how do I, how would I know? You would know because the Holy Spirit will bear witness with the person that's in front of you. And even though we may like I, I felt like I shrunk back when somebody started talking. It was like, something ain't right about this. But I couldn't quite put my finger on it because God had revealed exactly what it was. So what I do in a case like that is I just stop it altogether. I don't look no more or I don't watch them no more. Or if I feel God is trying to show me something, sometimes, a lot of times because I'm a seer, God wants to show me something about that individual. So a lot of times he will still allow me to look and that's going to all depend on how your walk is and how mature you are in the word of God as well and how you can handle certain things. Because when you are a babe in Christ and when you're new to the things of God, God tends to shield you more and protect you more from things that are more weighty or things that are more cunning and crafty that you may be not be able to discern at that moment. So he might tell you all together, just don't look at it no more. But sometimes with me, it's a discernment thing with me um, and discerning of spirits with me. So I'm able to look and I'm able to tell what spirit is in operation. Even though they saying the scriptures, they saying the right things, it's just something about it don't sit right. And so when I, when I dig into it, I dig into it, or if I turn it off and I'm still thinking about it, still thinking about it, then God will start revealing to me exactly what's going on, what spirit is in operation. And that's it. You know, in other words, this is what's in operation, um, leading people in this direction, or don't look at it no more, but this is what I wanted to show you about this. Now get on here and prophesy and tell the people of God to be very careful about what they put in their eyes on and not just following a feel-good speech. And I know the kingdom spouse is a big one. People want to, you know, as women, we want to be married. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want to be in a relationship. But you have to be very careful that that um, that this, that your desire can't be stronger than God's protection or God telling you to back up, hold off, or be careful about who you're listening to or you're listening to somebody and you're listening to a word that is never going to manifest because it's not me. So typically, not all the time, but when it is God, it's confirmation. It's confirmation. When it's God, it's going to bear witness with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. If you can't get no green light and you don't know either way, then you do nothing. You stop. You stop. If you don't know if it's God, if it's not God, you go to God, you pray, you ask him to reveal what is going on. Who is this? Is this word for me if it's not for me? And I know a lot of people say that. Go ahead and take the word of God. The Bible said, test the spirits, gone. And so therefore you feel more comfortable. Oh, this person must really be of God because they saying, go take the word to God. I'm here to tell you, still take the word to God. <laughs> still, when people say that, it may sound comforting to know that somebody's saying that. But sometimes that is another ploy for you not to do that. 
because it's making you feel more comfortable with, with, with the person that's saying this. Because sometimes it's like, oh, if it was a spirit of error, they wouldn't have told me to take it to God. No, still take the word to God. Still be vigilant. Still be harmless as uh, wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Still ask God because the last thing God wants is for his people to be deceived, for his people to be on the wrong track, for his people to be waiting on a word that may never come. That's the last thing God wants for his people, you know? And so you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're taking these words to God. And even though they may say, take the word to God, take it to God still. So I just wanted to get on here and, um, you know, speak. And then I also want to get on here and say, if you are prophesying, if you are speaking words that you know God has not told you to say, I, I plead for you to stop right now because God's judgment is going to come upon that. If you don't know if God is saying for you to say something to someone and you think it's him, but you're not really sure, but you just feel like you better know that you know, you better know. Now, I'm not saying as prophets, we don't miss it because as prophets, we're not perfect and we prophesy in part. But at the same time, there are some people that are intentionally motivating a word and it's driving people by fear and they know it. They're driving people by views, by attention and popularity because people want to be popular on the YouTube channel. So if you know you are intentionally, I ask you now to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And I'm telling you, it has to be a word of the Lord. And if it's not of God, you will be judged for that word. And so for those of you that is listening, um, you know, because there are punishments that are specified for false prophets in the Old Testament. They was very severe as well. If any prophet dares to speak a message in my name that I have not commanded him to speak or to speak in the name of other gods, that prophet must be put to, get, put to death. That's Deuteronomy 18 and 20. That's how serious God take that. Because what it does is not only is it a lie, but it takes people off of the path of following God, the, the real God, the real Jesus, the real Holy Spirit. So always test the spirits. Always make sure that the, the words are not just being preached, um, feel good words, but make sure they're preaching repentance. Make sure they're preach, preaching um um, the word of God and make sure you know the word of God, because if you don't know the word of God, then you're not going to know at any given moment who's in front of you speaking to you. Cause it's like I said, it's going to bear witness with your, with your spirit, or it's going to line up with the word of God. There's never going to be anything that anyone speak. That's going to be contrary to his word. God don't separate himself from the word. If the word of God is saying, um, if you go and you read all of the old, the prophets in the Old Testament and you read the New Testament, because we're going to talk about the New Testament and the Old Testament, you know, they all the same. It's nothing contradicting in the word of God. But if you 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 watch Jesus as your example, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. Go and sin no more. So it comes with a word of correction and reproof. And it also comes with the love of God. And it comes with the motivation being love. The motivation is always love. It's not fear driving. It's not money driving. It's not um, preaching just because I want to be popular. It's none of that. So I'm coming today and I'm just going to say a quick prayer 
um, just to get us on the right track and to make sure we're hearing what the spirit of the Lord is saying and that a stranger's voice we're not following. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for my brother and my sister that is listening. I thank you, Lord God, that you said your sheep know your voice and that a stranger's voice they will not follow. So Lord, we take authority right now over every word curse or over every false word that has gone forth that you have not sent. We cast that down and we bind it in the name of Jesus. I release the anointing of fire to consume every foul and every false prophet and evil spirit that is at work in the people of God. Lord, we ask that you remove the scales from their eyes, remove the scales from their ears and and give them a heart of flesh to receive you, to know you. And Lord God, that your word will be made manifest in their hearts, oh God. Give them a thirst and hunger for righteousness. You said if we thirst and hunger for righteousness, we shall be filled. So Lord, I thank you, Lord God, right now that you're pulling down every th high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus. And we release the anointing of fire to assassinate and to annihilate every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of divination, every spirit, Lord God, that would try to infiltrate the kingdom of God. I take authority over those spirits right now, and I release the fire of God to go forth and to do, Lord God, and to heal your people. And I pray that everyone that has been led astray because of a false word has put, been put back on track. And we plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast, over this podcast. We plead the blood of Jesus and we bind Psalms 91 tightly around your people like never before, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that they will hear, that they will see, and that they will know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And every anti-Christ and every anti-Jesus spirit has been put to shame. And we pray that the angels of the Lord would go forth and blow them like chaff in the wind in the name of Jesus and would chase them down in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you said, Lord God, if we ask it in your name, it shall be given. And you said, if we decree and declare a thing, it shall be established. So we are establishing kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We bring in heaven to earth right now. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you in advance that you would notify us and that you, Holy Spirit, that you will be our teacher, that you will be our guide. You will show us things to come, what's fake, what's real, what's, Lord God, motivated by what spirit is in operation. We thank you, Lord, that you will be revealing that to us in this hour. And we thank you that none will be led astray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you for listening. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. If you're interested in more videos like this, then keep watching because God is on the move. And I thank you guys for watching. I appreciate your time. God bless you. I love you with the love of God. And I pray that this word will penetrate and this word will destroy the yoke and remove the burden. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you for listening and you have a great day.